0: The St. James Theatre has been a staple of Auckland Entertainment since it was built in 1928. But unfortunately, the combination of a fire in a neighbouring building in 2007 and then another electrical fire in 2015 has kept it closed for the past 15 years. However... Over the weekend, some encouraging news finally arrived. The government has agreed to match Auckland Council's $15 million pledge to restore the theatre. It's been a long time coming for owner Steve Bilby, who joins me now to talk about the news. Hi, Steve. Yeah,
1: good afternoon.
0: Nice to talk to you. How did you come to own this theatre?
1: I've been working on the St. James project for well, since about 2010, so about 13 years. And in 2014, the, I guess the conditions were right for, um, for us to purchase it. And that's essentially what, um, what we did. Um, and yeah, ever since then, we've been trying to get it restored.
0: Can you give me a bit of the history of the theatre up until you arrived in the, uh, in the 2010s? Um, when does the story begin?
1: Yeah, so I guess St. James is a bit of an interesting one because it started life as a waterball theatre, so a live performing arts theatre. And I guess it it got converted pretty early on into movies. And the thing about St. James is that it's evolved to be sort of the place as generations have changed and their needs have changed, what they've wanted to go see has changed, so too has the theatre. You know, it did concerts when concerts were cool. It did movies when movies were cool. Uh, It did, rock. you know, rock games. Comedy gigs, film festivals—it's done all those things. That sort of, it just hasn't been pigeonholed as one thing. And I think that's why there's this real passion for the theatre that a lot of people, myself included, but a lot of people share.
0: Had you been along? Had you gone along as a punter before you bought the place?
1: Yeah, look, I remember as a kid going along to like Buddy Holly show and Cats, uh, and at St James. And I think more importantly, I guess for me, were in my formative years at university when um, it was a concert venue, you know. But before Auckland had like the likes of. Um, you know, uh, Spark Arena and things like that. Um, those acts came to St. James. So I spent a lot of my university years um, at gigs at St. James.
0: Who'd you see? Can you remember?
1: Oh, lots of people. Groove Amada were one that comes cool. um, that comes to mind, and John Legend. So, yeah, no. And, you know, these were four, some of those names were, were big as well. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was, it's a special place for me.
0: What on earth made you purchase the theatre that had been damaged by fire with no guarantee it would ever open again?
1: Well, it was—it had already been closed for seven years when 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 we purchased it, it had a dangerous building notice and was closed by council. So we got in and did a bit of urgent work and and we opened it for eighteen months, just to let people in and show them that it wasn't lost, it wasn't derelict, and um, yeah, you know, I believe we could get it back. And I think um, we've been fighting pretty hard to uh, to do that. And um, certainly the news on the weekends really, really, um, really helped us along.
0: You yeah, you haven't done any gigs there it's mainly been tours and, and people looking around to, to see the thing is that it
1: we actually in 2015 did um, 18 months of gigs there we did 20, did 20 events yeah 20 concerts um, Yeah, and did a pretty eclectic wide range of events so from fashion shows to people like the Violent things, and and um, yeah, a whole lot of New Zealand musicians played yeah. there so yeah so that's um, and it got a really good reception people loved being back in the space
0: yeah I must have been head down in parenting at that stage. I don't remember that brief eighteen-month period. And then was it the other fire that um, that put a stop to those gigs?
1: Um, no, we actually stopped it down to start the restoration of it, and um, and we had sort of the first chunk of funding um, avail- made available to us from council, which we haven't drawn down on yet. But one of the conditions on that was that at the end of it, we could deliver an operational theatre. And um, uh, um, and we what what happened is is we we couldn't meet that condition without the apartment development next door being built and we've had to rejig our sort of our structure I guess and we got that got that through in December last year and that's enabled I guess government to come on board and and be able this project to um, proceed independently of the apartment project.
0: What state is the theatre in?
1: Um, it's definitely seen better days. Um, it looks a lot worse than it is. I guess when you do these restoration projects there's an element of deconstruction before you start fixing things and putting them back together. And we have done the deconstruction stage and started sort of playing around with the foundations. So there's no flaw in it at the moment and, and things like that. But they're all quite superficial things that we can put back relatively easily. I know they, they are quite sort of to look at they're quite something to you know, they're visually quite impactful. But um, you know, from a restoration point of view they're things that are relatively straightforward to reinstate.
0: So what was that decision yesterday? What was the big news yesterday that you'll have some central government funding to top up the council funding, yeah?
1: Yeah, so essentially they've come on board and they've matched council's funding. So now we've got just under $32 million to complete the structural upgrade, seismic upgrade, and things like new roof and those sort of things for the building so that now we can get on and have the conversation that everyone wants to have which is, what do we use it for? You know, is it a concert venue? Is it for comedy? Is it for the ballet? Is it for the orchestras? Now, what, what do we, is it multi-purpose? Is it for lots of them? And I guess, is it for movies? That, that, that's the conversation, I guess, now that we can start having, now that we know the structure and the building itself is saved.
0: The idea being that the overall project might cost more than $32 million, but if you can get the structural stuff done, then whoever moves in as the kind of primary tenant might be able to chip in a bit more of the, um, the cash required.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. I think you know there's a range of options for the operation, which range from you know not too much extra funding required to you know if you want a state-of-the-art performing arts venue, then there's lots more money required, and that has its own scope of works and funding required. So yeah. I think it, the sort of the, the end use does sort of dictate um, the next scope of works that we need to put together for the place.
0: Do we need another venue in Auckland, Steve? Yeah, I think
1: so. I think that you know the, the venues in the in the especially in that midtown arts precinct. Um, are actually overbooked, they're oversubscribed. And I think a, a venue that mainly, maybe has a bit more of a music focus or a gig focus, um, that's more cost-effective to use. We'll see more events come to New Zealand that currently skip us because they just don't have somewhere to play. You know, they're not big enough to play at Spark, but they're too big to play, you know, the smaller, you know, six, seven hundred person venues.
0: What would be the capacity of St James Theatre?
1: So St James in a concert format is about 2,400. And in a fully seated format, there's about fourteen hundred and fifty.
0: Gosh, okay, that is a nice size. Um, Tough question, Steve, but I'm sure you're up to it. What's the point in bringing St James up to scratch? Why not use that money to build something purpose-built, modern, design exactly what you want, exactly what you need.
1: Um, I don't think there'll ever be an opportunity to build a central city venue for anywhere near this cheap again. This is the cheapest new venue Auckland will get, and in terms of functionality, it will be fit for purpose and a brand new state of the art venue for whatever we decide to use it for. Um, but it, we'll walk in there, and we also get to retain a bit of our history. You know, it's got that provenance that you know Miles Davis played here, or you know people people that people look up to you know have played there. So I think it's it's got it's got legs.
0: Yeah. Do you understand the criticisms that some have raised that government shouldn't be bailing out a privately owned enterprise?
1: Look, I think it's a little bit misinformed. I think I think the reality is it's owned by ultimately owned by a trust, and the people of Auckland are the benefactors of that trust. Um, It's restored a couple of heritage buildings. Um, Its focus isn't really in the arts; it's more in the heritage building space as as restoration projects. So. and I also think that the the conditions that that funding comes with is actually, you know, protects things like public use. So in a way, it might not be publicly owned, but all, all those conditions essentially are public ownership. You know, if there's an obligation that the public can come in and use it, in, you know, whenever they like, that is essentially public access and public ownership.
0: Have you had a quote for the work that needs to be done?
1: Um, we've got the works that are uh, part of this, uh, this I guess stage of the project um, pretty well costed. Um, the next stage is more of a conversation around, well, what do we want to use it for? And then we'll develop a scope once we determine what Aucklanders would like to see in it.
0: Big projects have a tendency to go over budget and over time. Are you confident that $32 million fronted by the council and the central government will do will be enough to do what you need to do?
1: Yes, I think that, 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 that first stage is, is quite well-costed, and I think it's, it's, we will get there and deliver it. In fact, I'm pretty confident that we'll probably open before the CRL does.
0: Oh, that'd be good. Um, well, I happen to notice 1928 is almost 100 years ago, so you must be looking at that 1920, uh, rather 2028 um, anniversary with interest.
1: Yeah, look, Open by 100 has been our campaign, but Open by 98 is even better. So, um, yep, that, that's still our campaign, Open by 100, but I'm pretty, pretty pretty comfortable and pretty confident to say that I think we'll get there before then.
0: Chris saw David Byrne at the St. James with the Tosca Strings Sextet. Yes. Dave really enjoyed Pet Shop Boys. Sally, these are all listeners, by the way, um, Sally went to Joni Mitchell at St. James, obviously have had some big names through.
1: It has indeed. Look, it was the venue in Auckland before there was, you know, the Spark Arenas. This was where you know artists came to play.
0: Feeling chipper, Steve?
1: I'm I'm feeling uh, tired, but um, no, pretty grateful and 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 pretty happy about it. Yeah.
0: Good stuff. Nice to talk to you. Thanks so much. Cheers. Have a good one. Steve Bilby, the owner of St James Theatre, which has just had some funding announced.